yeah. Thanks, buddy. Ooh, Hoisel. What did you say? Hoisel. What does that mean? Uh, it's just an expression. What does it stand for? It's like... An expression from the 1920s. Hoisel. <laughs> You're old. It's a Jew- <laughs> Jewish expression, if I'm not mistaken. Got him. I don't really know what it means. Oh. Just listen to it. It's kind of like onomatopoeia. It is what it sounds like. Say it again. Hoisel. Hoisel. <laughs> Hoisel. Hoisel. Hey, you're way better at it than I am. Oh, God. Hoisel. Hoisel. I like it. I like See, it. You can use that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. It, I don't know if it's like offensive in any way or anything like Uh-oh. that. It's just fun to say, <laughs> I know, so I like, say uh, it. Well, so, I guess that's the intro now. <laughs> Great. R.I.P. Cool. The pharmacy is now open. Yo, what is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of VGRX, your weekly, daily, yearly, all the doses of video game news, knowledge, know-how, and trivia. Well, I hate saying banter. I'm sorry, I can't do it. That's that's sex thing. Yes, we are. We are. Ba- yeah. Did you do anything last week? Uh, Did you just post that we didn't do anything? No, I, I was on vacation. Oh no, no, I didn't say anything. We just skipped a week. Oh, you cool. didn't even tweet about the trivia. Wow. I no, honestly, I didn't know about Scott doing trivia until I listened to the pod, which got was it. days after. Okay, got it. it was posted. That's fine. Sorry, our, our loyal I should, listeners. I should have told you. Um, Who's on here today? Hey. What's up? That's Zach? Me. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, we think Dan's on his way. We're not 100% sure at this point. <laughs> it, he, he may appear at some point, magically. But uh, yeah. we, had to, we had to start. Um, so, but with... Uh, Spit it out, man. Uh, trivia. <laughs> Let's start there. All right. Uh, because Zach wasn't here that week. Yeah. Um, and I was on vacation. So, it's been a couple weeks. Um, so... Scott, what do you ask? I asked, how many secret characters were in Super Smash Brothers Melee? And I remember listening to the question, and I instantly had a number pop in my head. And wow. what did was you, that Did you play number? a lot of this game? No, absolutely not. Okay. Seven. Seven. Okay. Huh. And then, Britton, you said... I think I said 18. Is you, that right? I think you said 18. And yep. then Dan said like 26 or something Oh, like Dan. So... Uh, you got an answer for us? I do. Yeah. So there were 14 selectable characters as you boot up the game. Okay. And 11 of them were unlockable. 11. Leaving only... There was 25 characters altogether. Wow. But, and now there's like 60 plus... Yep. 65? Yep. How many are in Ultimate? Uh, let me Google it. Wow. But there were... Um, there were... Uh, yeah. 11 unlockable characters. I can't believe they have expanded characters. that roster that much. I guess there are 40 Fire Emblem characters, so it's not that surprising. I would read them off to you, but I don't have a picture in front of me of <laughs> which ones they are. I'm kidding. There's not that many Fire Emblem characters. There is a lot of fire. There's a lot. It's true. And they're always multiplying. They're like robbers. Um, Do you want me to read them out? Or read which unlockable characters there were? No, that's okay. Okay, I'm going to do it anyway. All right, go for Uh, it. Dr. Mario, Falcon, Pichu, uh, not Pikachu, uh, Jigglypuff, Mewtwo, Mr. Game & Watch, Marth, Roy, Young Link, Ganondorf, uh, and Luigi. Um, Did you say Game & Watch already? Yeah, Game & Watch. And I believe... Was Captain Falcon? No, it was available. He was a, yeah. a initial fighter. Luigi. Wow. Uh, you said Marth and Roy. Yeah. That means there's no Fire Emblem by default in no. that game. Wow. Not until you unlock And you know them. what? I remember unlocking those characters and not knowing what game they were from, what series No one from. knew what they were from. No? No. I, yeah, I guess there weren't... There, well, I don't know if there were any Fire Emblem games released in the West at that point. No, maybe Maybe a GBA game? No, there wasn't. Nothing. It was all J- Japanese exclusive. Wow. They didn't even have English voice lines um, for the Melee characters. Wow. Only Japanese. And look how popular Fire Emblem is now. It's because of it's Melee. Huge. Melee. Melee brought it to a Western audience, and then everyone was very curious about these characters in yeah. this game that they loved, because yeah. everyone loved Melee. 
We're like, and we want some actual cool medieval yeah. sword so people wielders were, in this game. That people were great. buying um, Fire Emblem and um, regional lock consoles just to play it. Wow. And that's cool. uh, yeah, then they started bringing it over. Hey, so. Scott. Yeah, what's up? Martha Roy. Uh,. Neither Lucina. Um, I'm talking. I'm talking melee here. Martha Roy. Oh, like which one do I like better? Yeah, uh, Roy. Kay. Probably. Yeah, it's all about the fire, the yeah. flaming sword. Exactly. Can't go wrong with that. How, what was I looking up? How many characters were in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? No, I forgot. Okay, cool. we did, we did enough googling on last week's show. <laughs> we don't need to do any more. So true. So true. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, hey, hey Zach. I'm hey, sorry we. Yeah. Uh, called you and caught you off guard during yes. last week's show it's we, okay it we thought it was funny, funny. And it, it was it turned actually. out great. no i actually ended up liking it did you i did yeah Good. i really liked it we knew uh, you would but when i hung up the phone and scott said yeah recording bye click hung up i was like i can't defend myself <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. I can't do you felt just it. completely helpless you didn't have the Sorry. choice i didn't helpless. give you that option but i did i went back and listened to the whole pod and it was really good I it was think funny it out good i mean you guys are like crazy all over the place but it was entertaining we talked yeah. a lot about smash yeah a lot about smash yeah, yeah, it just yeah. kept going we but started we going spent, over we spent half the episode on trivia too so it yeah was, <laughs> that's true it's we not did like we uh we're lacking for we content. google a lot of things too yeah, <laughs> that's how unprepared we are. Yeah. Um. Hey guys. Hey. Scott. I was I was on vacation. Yeah, I know you were gone last. I week. was gone for an entire week. Yep. In we Canada land. Wow. Do you want to know what I did in Canada land? I'd love to. I was at the International Eight for Dota Two. Wow. And oh my lord, was it probably one of the greatest eight really TIs I have ever been. Does I've been so I've been to this was my f- oh, f- third one. But okay. and all the preceding ones were in Seattle, right? Uh, so the first one was uh, in Germany. Oh wow! The first Dota two, or the, yep, the first Dota two international was in Germany, mm-hmm. and then all preceding ones were in um, Seattle. Yes, Got uh, it. I believe two and three were at the Paramount Theater, mm-hmm. and then four, five, six, and seven were all at the Key Arena. Oh yeah, they grew, outgrew the Paramount pretty yes. quick. I'm sure, um, uh, but. They had to move it to Canada um, because the key arena is under construction. It's under renovation. Yeah, yeah, for the next three years. Right. So, so we, you're probably looking at at least a few years of it being elsewhere. Yeah. And maybe maybe it'll be in Canada each time? Or do we not know? Unfortunately, we do know. Oh, it's not. Okay, where's it going? Next year, TI9 is going to be in Shanghai, China. Do it, man. I'm not. I'm Sa- not. Start saving those no, pennies. There's no way. <laughs> I'm, Why not? Why I'm, I will not. It's just, it's just going to be so expensive. It's, it'll be expensive. Uh, the language barrier is... It's literally a wall in front of you. There's no way. And I have no desire to go to Shanghai. I'm That's sorry. Fair. The cool thing is, is that it's going to be taking place in the Mazda Arena. Okay. Is it the Mazda? I, I, or Mercedes? I think. Know. Oh, is the that Mer- just some massive... Mercedes-Benz Arena. It's where they had the Olympics, Britain. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know that. It is where they had the Olympics in Shanghai. All right. Um, yeah, the stadium's huge and they were very, um, I think they put a bid in for it because just because they don't really have a set spot to have the international right now. Uh, so I'm pretty sure China, China is a big component to Dota 2. Sure. When you think of Dota 2, you think of some of the best Chinese uh, players in the world. Okay. Um, it was, and let's see, do I want to continue? What was, I the, what was the highlight of the... Yeah, talk about your, your experience at the International. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about my experience. Um, so this is my third year, like I said. Uh, 
it's so hard to just pick one because the whole thing is just so much fun to watch. Um, I think the highlight of it was for me was one of my favorite teams who's not known for being super well, who did super well in tournaments did very well. That's exciting. Um, before, so I'm going to just, I'm going to put out a spoiler. Uh, if you guys don't know, um, the winner by now so i'm gonna put out a spoiler i'm gonna wait if you care you know yeah if you care you know if you don't care and you want to know uh click out now go to youtube and you can watch all the games spoiler dot 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 okay spoiler ends here uh og is was the winner of the international eight now that name doesn't mean a lot to you guys but to to us us dota fans that's a huge thing so OG is essentially almost known as the underdogs. It was a team formed by two guys named No Tail and Fly, um, who've been best friends for ten plus years. Uh, they were on team. They were on like four different teams. Um, uh, one of the teams was called Team Secret, and they were both on that team. Um, and eventually, Fly got kicked off the team. Uh, very and fall and No Tail followed suit right after that, and then he got kicked off the team. And they formed this team called OG. And it was basically their core premise was they don't want to be the team that kicks people right after tournaments because it's very well known in the Dota scene to get kicked off a team right after a tournament because you didn't perform well or something like that. Um, but that wasn't their style. So they made their own team. They made their own organization. Um, and they got some of the best players around um, to be on their team. And they found moderate success in little tournaments. Um, but the big ones always eluded them, especially TI. Uh, they won. They actually won three uh, three majors. I believe. it's either I can't remember how many majors there's been, but majors are almost like the. It's not as big as TI, but it's a huge deal as TI. It's as big of a deal, um, and I believe they won three in a row. So the first one, I believe they lost from team by Team Secret, and then the next three, they won three in a row. Uh, and that was a huge deal, but n- they would always bomb out on TI. Mm-hmm. They, would, they would just never be able to make it. Well, very recently, um, Fly actually left uh, OG, and it was a huge deal because like Fly and No Tail were best friends, and he just left the team, and he took one of their best players with him, um, who was also a TI champion, actually, because uh, he was on a different team that won TI3, which was Team Alliance, and that player was S4. Um, I know I'm spouting out a lot how, of stuff. How do you remember all these names? Dude, That's this is jam. There's, yeah. yeah, this is my jam. Like, There's a lot of rumbling around in my head right now. Um, but he took S4 with him to Team Evil Geniuses, which is a, United, uh, a U.S.-based team. Um, and he actually... It, there was this whole falling out issue, and No Tail basically didn't want to talk about it. They interviewed him at TI, and he was like, I don't want to talk about it. It's very personal. The thing about No Tail is he's probably one of the most tactful, uh, intelligent Dota players that there is. He's very smart. He has, He's very good at advice. He's very good at everything that he does. Um, are these guys American? No, these guys these guys are not American. Who, these where two. are they from? These um, two guys you're talking about? Gosh, I can just out of curiosity. I cannot. Uh, I believe flies from Israel, mm-hmm. and No Tail is Dutch. Okay. I don't know. Don't right. quote me on that. No, I, I, yeah, those are two things I don't remember off the top of my head. But um, so they fly took S four to Evil Geniuses, and there was this whole falling out. No Tail didn't want to talk about it at all. 
And Fly actually said in his interview at TI that he left OG because he wanted to be on a winning team. Ouch. That is what he told. That's harsh. He said, I left because I wanted to be on a winning team, and I didn't think that OG was going to go anywhere else. No loyalty. Yeah. That's rough. And you want to know what happened right after that happened? They won TI. That's awesome. They won the biggest prize pool, which passed last year's prize pool. And it was over $25 million, the highest prize pool in any esports events in history. So was Fly playing for a different team during this? Yes. Okay. How did he do it? His team got third, but OG and EG faced each other, and that was my highlight. That's epic. Them playing against each other was probably the pinnacle of games because it was intense. Because you have these two like forces because Fly is the captain of EG and then they put and No Tail was the captain of OG. So these two guys are not only or were or still are best friends, captains of rival teams, and they go against each other. And it was a clash, dude. It was probably the best games I watched the entire I was on the edge of my seat super intense and by the end of it og took it they took the games and which is crazy because no one thought that they'd be able to beat eg because like that team is ruthless they're they're crazy good but og took it um and this wasn't even the finals wow this is just like in the midweek and oh my gosh okay (laughs) i it's hard to explain to you almost the emotions that happened but I bet the arena was going crazy. The arena was going crazy, and afterwards, they all both teams come out of their like um, cubes essentially that they play in and shake each other's hand. And when No Tail came up to fly and shook his hand, the face that he gave to him is something that is in people's nightmares. Yeah, it was like the most stone cold, dead looking, emotionless face. I've ever seen. I mean, sh- he kind of deserved it. it he does. Like. He did. He absolutely. Did. I'll show you guys a picture later. But if you guys don't know, go look up the no tail and fly handshake at TIA, and you'll understand what wow. I'm saying. But that was definitely the pinnacle for me. Was uh, the that game series and OG winning? Okay, it was. It was awesome. awesome. I mean, you can definitely write this stuff. But what an awesome story. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. When yeah. you when you came back, you seemed so excited and you wanted to talk about oh my it. Gosh. I'm, I'm glad you waited for the show. Yeah, yeah. You just did a great job. Thank you filling us in on what happened absolutely and that's well done that's just one like one or two games like oh even even the grand finals that og was playing and they were playing against um was it psg uh lgd yeah psd lgd and it was a chinese team and the thing about the international is it almost goes in cycles so it goes it's like a cis team a china team um a european team china u.s China. So every every other year, China wins. Mm-hmm. And last year, it was a European team. So this year was supposed to be a Chinese team. Supposed to be, quote unquote. Supposed to be. Right. Because that's just kind of how the cycle has been. And OG broke that cycle in a... a, a the, the final game is a best of five. And they took it all the way to game five. And I have never... So... I wasn't there for that part because um, midweek is four days long, and then there's the finals, which is two days. Um, and I was at home by that point, but me and my friends were watching at my house. My hands were clamming. I was sweating. Like it was intense. It was like this battle of the complete dominant, 
the top of the leaderboard team versus the underdog, the people who thought that they would bomb out in the first round. And they took it in game five. And it was crazy. Every single game was action-packed and intense. And if if you guys haven't seen it or you're not even interested, I still suggest going to see them because it was so much fun to watch. It was so back and forth. And the final game, OG just rolled over them in 20, I think it was like 25 or 30 minutes, absolutely snowballed over these guys. And every other game up to that point was such a absolute slugfest so i'm curious though do do you guys get to hear comms while they play like oh like call outs and stuff yeah yeah yeah. there's hype casters and they had like some of the best hype casters like doing this game that are around and it was oh it's so good dude hey so good are you gonna be okay (laughs) yes i'm sorry i'm just i was really excited i love how excited you are that's awesome i was yeah i was really excited about this i was really excited to talk about it and i'm really you're gonna want to do like the finals too next time it sounds like i wish like. i could but it's in shanghai so well maybe not next time but it'll be back this way at some yeah point, it'll no eventually doubt. come back valve is based in um washington mm-hmm. so i'd be very surprised if um they didn't come back after kirina was got remodeled right but um ti8 That's definitely awesome. best best ti Man. um they haven't hit a best of five um in a grand final in four years okay it's good so it's good Really do good. you have as much fun playing Dota as you have? Watching no, I Dota? hate I hate playing Dota. Yeah? No, I'm joking. I love playing Dota, but watching it, there's something about watching professional teams and what they do. It makes you want to play Dota. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Yeah. yeah. So like, I I probably took a two or three month break mm-hmm. um, before international, and ever since international, I've been playing almost every day. Wow. There's something about it that, like, you watch someone do a play or you watch someone play a character or a hero that you've never played before, and it not only, A, makes you want to play it, but it makes you want to almost, like, recreate it. Mm-hmm. it it's it's great. Yeah. International is a lot of fun for me. Um, honestly, like, if you guys just want to... Something I would just suggest is, even if you don't play the game... Go watch like the top 10 plays or five plays of the international, and you'll see some crazy shenanigans happen where like people just get overhyped, and like you can hear the crowd behind like the hype casters because it's so loud in the arena. It's great, fantastic, had absolute blasts. Wow, Scott, A would do again. That's your, that's your best rant yet on the show. Thank you, yeah, dude. <laughs> yep. I'm still, I'm still gonna take time off to watch the internationals live stream. Okay, I don't even care. It's going to be great. I'm not even going to go, but I'm going to watch it yeah. the entire time. Good for you. So you know what happened this this past week? What? what? Game, Gamescom. Yeah. yeah. Gamescom's That's been going another on. thing. Yeah. It was, there's a lot of information that came out. Um, I think you guys have some stuff. I know Scott has something that came out at Gamescom, right? Did I? Yeah. Did Stranger... Did Life is Strange come out of Gamescom? Oh, I, don't know. I have no idea. That I, gameplay demo may have been a part of Gamescom. I'm not sure. It might have been, yeah. I, I didn't even know... Actually, I didn't even know Gamescom was going on. Yeah. It, um, you know, it's the biggest gaming convention of the year. It's uh, As far as attendance goes, there's like it's just, two it's, to 300,000 people that attend this. I guess it's open like to the public. It's really hard to stay up to date with it because it happens while we're sleeping. And, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I guess you're right. It takes place in Cologne, Germany. Yep. And... That's Everybody, where everybody's there. That's all, it. All the developers. Gamescon. It was at Gamescon. The first international is at Gamescon in Cologne. Really? Yeah. The very first one. The very okay. first one okay. in 2011. Wow. I, I couldn't it's think of it. So and then he there. said Cologne. I was like, it's Gamescon. Okay, yeah. got it. That's yeah. funny. 
Okay. So that's where the first international took. Sorry, I didn't mean Good to, to displace no. you. I was You're just okay. back to Dota. Yeah, back back <laughs> no, to I'm Dota. Kidding. I'm sorry. I'm pulling a Dan card here. Yeah. Going straight to league for everything. Yeah. But going that's to Dota. How that works. It's fine. We so love you, Dan. You were you were big on this gameplay demo that came out recently for yes. Life is Strange 2. You had me check it out. Yes. Talk about it a little bit. Okay. So and Life I'll is chime in. Life is Strange 2, guys. Holy crap. Super hype. So we didn't really know too much about it. They gave us little teaser trailers here and there. Um, like one of the first te- teaser trailers was of it was just showing the street, and then all you saw was this cop car like flip over the screen and like a like a huge like flames and explosion. But they didn't show any characters. They didn't show anything. It was just this crazy madness that was going on. Yep. And I was like, whoa, what is what is going on? Well, they released a twenty minute gameplay trailer, and it. It is oh man. It's basically I w- the first twenty minutes. It's basically the first twenty. One. Yeah, it was basically the first twenty minutes of the first episode, and um, I, I, I wish I could remember the names of all the characters. I will at some point. These are new characters. These are brand new characters. Yeah. It is set in the same exact Life is Strange universe. Uh, we don't know if it is before or after Max and Chloe's uh, whole experience in Life is Strange one, um, but brand new characters. Uh, essentially, it follows this kid. Um, and I'll just kind of explain what happened in the trailer. It was this kid who just got off at school. Uh, he's hanging out with one of his friends. They're talking about going to a party together. Um, kid goes into his house, goes up to his dad. You know, him and his dad obviously have a pretty good relationship. Um, no mom around. Um, so you just see uh, this teen and his dad talking about this party and stuff like that. And it gave, it, it still gives you the same choices. So... In the trailer, it shows basically the kid was telling the truth to his dad the entire time about the party. Um, but you had the choice of lying. You had the choice of being kind of like a, a like snooty or his sassy. Dad's like, are you going to use this money for drugs? Yeah, or alcohol? yeah. And, and you, you can say yes, you or can you say can say yeah, no, probably, or you can say no. Yeah, so you can lie. You can take it. You can be like kind of neutral to all the situations. You can make jokes about it. You can just be a jerk about it. Um, but Essentially, after that whole interaction happens, um, the kid goes back to his room. He's going to get ready for this party. His brother's like working on some Halloween costume because Halloween is in a couple days. Um, and he basically won't let him in his room. Uh, so the guy goes to his room and he's Skyping with his uh, friend who he was just talking to. Which, why would you Skype with your friend after you just got done talking with them 20 minutes later? She's trying to like set him up with some other Yeah, girl. yeah. She's, he, she's like it's, trying it's, to. Teenage romance. Yeah, stuff. essentially. It's like teenage drama romance, right. blah, blah, blah. But the kid comes in and he has like fake blood all over him. He's showing his brother basically this fake blood that he made. Right. And um, um, he eventually like shoes him out of the room. He's like, get out. And the kid runs out of the room. And then the next thing you hear is some scuffle going outside. Should I continue or should I like say spoilers at this point? I'm going to say spoilers at this point. So spoilers at this point. I guess this is where it starts to get kind of interesting. Yes. Everything up until this point is just kind of typical kinda basic. teenage drama, basically. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Kind of showing you that you still have the option to look at everything in the area. You still have uh, to observe everything that's going on around you. You still get choices between characters and stuff like that, young or old. Um, so I'm going to say spoilers here. If you haven't watched the trailer, go watch it. 100% go watch it. Okay, now we're going to get into the kind of spoilery territory where it gets start getting good. Um, so you eventually go outside to go find out what's going on. And apparently his brother got fake blood over this 
jerk that lives next door. And this this jerk starts mouthing off to the kids, saying that this is why your mom went and left, or th- and just crappy things like that. And eventually, the brother like hits him in the face, like, and they start getting in the scuffle and stuff like that. And then um, it's kind of crazy because you know the kid has fake blood on him. He got fake blood on this this kid, this bully. And eventually, uh, his bigger brother like pushed this kid down. He like fell on a rock, and it, it like hit his back or something like that so like i think he hit his head yeah he hit his head or something but he's like in serious trouble at this point like he could be dying and there just happens to be a cop that's driving by at that exact moment and all he sees is this kid with blood on him this guy on the ground who just got beat up with blood all over him and he's like struggling to breathe so the guy like pulls out his gun he's like aiming it at the kids and stuff like that, telling them to get on the ground. The dad finally comes outside to, like, see what's going on. He's, like, trying to defuse the situation. And he kept on getting closer and closer and closer. And one thing led to another, and the cop shot his dad. And the kid goes ballistic. And when I say ballistic, I don't just mean, like, crying and stuff like that. Like, the entire area explodes. There's, like, fire that just starts flying everywhere the cop car goes flying um this cop is like dead in the road at this point like a bunch of houses around you are just destroyed and tattered and it is a scene to say the least and um basically what it happened is this kid has some special powers which we don't really know too much about um but he passes out he passes out the big brother uh picks him up uh, and they have to escape because there's more cops coming. So, do you think of this is like an an, an uh, avenge story, or is it more like we don't know? We have no like... idea. The, all all we know is that it's these two kids. The younger brother has special powers that clearly he doesn't understand, mm-hmm. um, and they're on the run from the police at this point because they've killed a cop and a kid, and their dad's dead at this point, and they have really no reason to stay there. So, and, tell us tell us a little bit about the world. Do, okay. do people just randomly have powers in this universe? So that's the thing is we don't really know about. That was something... Based on your experience with episode or the first series, okay. Life is Strange 1. Well, here's the thing about that, is that we don't know how she got her powers. We yeah. don't know how she got her powers. We don't know... When I say her, I mean Max. Max, we don't know how she got her powers. All we know is that she got them to save her best friend who got shot in a bathroom. Um, that's literally the first part of the game is Chloe gets shot by this one guy for giving her bad drugs or something like that. I mean, it's kind of the answer is kind of in the title. Sounds like emotional stress kind yeah. of sets these people off. Yeah, and that's almost. how they discover yeah. their powers or something. That's you know what? I well, never thought about that. That's maybe. actually a very good point. Could be. Because that's not the second time that we've seen someone who got their powers right when they saw someone who was very close in their life who got um, hurt or killed or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Another thing is, and I thought about this, um, remember when we talked about uh, Captain Spirit a while back? Yes. Well, I played through that game, and the kid that you play in that game also has powers. Um, he actually ties into Life is Strange too, and we have no idea as to how, mm-hmm. but he has like these almost like levitation like force powers almost where he's able to like push things and like um uh like almost levitate off the ground okay um and we don't know anything about the it. trailer almost made it seem like that stuff was happening in his imagination yeah almost and it, you played it, it and it and goes beyond that yeah and that's what you think it is because the entire like that entire like mini game 
is in his imagination. Mm-hmm. Everything is his imagination. But then there's this point where essentially like... Spoilers again, probably. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's literally at the end of every single thing. So spoilers, go play Captain Spirit, dot, dot, dot. Okay, so this is what happens at the end. <laughs> I'm spoiling the whole thing, man. Like, if, this, this is the primer. If, if you, you need to explain Life is Strange, you have to explain what has happened and what has happened around and in the universe. Yeah. Essentially, his dad is a drunk. Um, this lady comes to the door and she knows that her dad, that this kid's dad's a drunk. Um, and she was like, we should all talk. Like, we need to call in CPS or something like that. And the dad is drunk on the on the chair, and he's like, well, what did you say to her? You, you, you're an idiot. This is why mom left, because it's your fault and stuff like that. He, like, hits the kid in the face. Yeah, and it's, like, this emotional drama for this, like, nine-year-old to get beat by his drunk father. And, you know, the mom's not around anymore. Yeah, it's dark stuff. So this kid, like, runs out and goes up to his treehouse, and he's climbing this treehouse. And he falls, and he, like, stops himself with his power. And at this point, you know it's not just his imagination. Like, this is actually, like, him. Um, and there was something that was funny that actually happened at the end of the game that I just thought about today. At the end of the game, um, the neighbors of this kid, I think, saw him, like, saw that happen. And I think it's the two brothers of Life is Strange 2. I have to go back and look. But I'm because I remember it was an older brother and a younger brother who were playing in the backyard and they saw him through the fence, and I think it was the the two brothers. But it's like time has passed at that point mm-hmm. because in Captain Spirit it was like during the winter time, and now it's October of clearly the very next year. So they've moved and stuff like that. But I'm really excited to see where it goes. Um, if you guys haven't played Life is Strange one, I highly recommend it. It's very good. Um, I know you said you were talking about how you don't like games with kind of political, right, aspects yeah, of it. Yeah, and I mean, watching this trailer, there was none of that in No, in there it. wasn't. But I, for some reason, I had the impression that the first game had some of that. Yeah. Some it, of those undertones. It doesn't. Okay, and cool. It, it's, it's a great, it's a very emotional game. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, the first one actually made me tear up a bit in some places. Mm-hmm. Because you feel so emotionally attached to these characters. Like, you're a part of their story. And it's not just a game where you're playing Max, rewinding time, fixing all the mistakes that you just made. Like, you want to make the right mistakes, or you want to make the right decisions and not the wrong mistakes. You want to make the best call that you think should happen, and you can make that happen, but that's your choice. Um, But you feel so emotionally involved in these characters and so connected with these characters, and it's fantastic. The first one does a great job of that. So I'm, and even Captain Spirit, it was a two, like a two hour demo. And I still felt that same connection to this kid who, you know, he has nothing like, um, his dad's a drunk. He's a gambler. He wastes all of his time drinking and watching sports and is a nobody. And, um, you know, this kid is just a kid. And then he overcomes, prevails, and yeah. this amazing thing happened to him. Exactly. You're exactly. Taken along with that journey. Yeah, exactly. And then like even in that twenty minute demo, you immediately felt connected to these two kids. You know, their dad just died in front of them. You don't know where their mom is. Maybe she's dead too. Um, but now they're on the run and we don't know where they're gonna go. I I believe they said that this one is based in Seattle. If I'm not mistaken, the first one was based in Oregon. Um, they, this one is based actually in Seattle, where the first one being based in Oregon was it was 
it wasn't based on a specific place in Oregon. It was modeled after and take inspiration from. Uh, um, I mean, I believe it was Astoria, actually. Um, yeah, so I it's like called Astoria. Arcadia Bay, but it was inspiration was taken from Astoria, um, set in Oregon. But the second one is, I believe, takes place in Seattle. Super cool. So, yeah, I'm very excited for it. Uh, Britton, what did you think about the trailer? Because I forced you to watch it. Yeah, I like I mentioned, it didn't really get me interested until like the last three, yeah. three to five minutes of the trailer. Right. The teenage drama stuff was just like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Is this all this is? And then when it started to pick up, when big things started to happen, it hits you. It it seemed much more interesting and yeah. it caught my attention. So that is the thing. I consider checking it out. Does yeah. the first one kind of start in a similar way? Yeah, it does. Kind of like drama-esque type stuff Mm -hmm. like the the different episodes kind of take you through that motion of drama-esque stuff um but then you have those moments of like holy crap what did i just witness right um sounds like you could jump straight into the second one though you don't necessarily have to go back and play no yeah i would say so i think to get the full experience though you'd want to know the story of the set of the first game you'd want to know the story of um captain spirit um you wouldn't have to play the the pre-sequel of uh, Life is Strange because uh, that mostly has to do with Chloe more than anything. Okay. Um, so you probably wouldn't have to play that one. I recommend playing the first one. Um, you love it. It's one of your favorites. It is it's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, but if you don't, it's no big deal. I would at least play um, Captain Spirit because okay. that one specifically mentioned that it is going to be a part of Life is Strange 2. Sure. Like and at the it, and end, you said it's really short, too. Yeah, it's two hours. All right. Uh, and it can be even less than that if you really blow through it. Okay. Um, but I did, I like 100% of it. <clears throat> it okay. took me two hours. Okay. So it's fun. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> Guys, go play Life is Strange is what I'm saying. You might like this Square a Enix bit. is good at gathering. making stories. Nice. <laughs> Basically is what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. I'm sold. Good. You're very passionate. Uh, I am very passionate it's about it. It's just a passionate day. You, you, today <laughs> has been my two subjects. I'm very passionate about Dota, and I'm very passionate about Life is Strange. It's perfect. No, it's perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Scott, this yes. is a great game to stream. What? Life is Strange? Yes. I've streamed it. Because people that don't necessarily like, want to play it will tune in your stream. Oh yeah, see, a lot. A lot of people will just watch it. Okay, so but, is this? It's Telltale, right? No, no, it's not. It's, it's a okay, company called Don't Nod. Oh, okay. It's in a very Telltale style. Yeah, it is. It's, so it's I've watched style. like Telltale games, and yeah. they are absolutely a blast to watch and follow along the story. But yeah. I've never played them. Yeah. So Honestly, it. there's yeah. not a lot of interaction with the game itself. No. Right. You could you, you, you walk could, around a little bit. You you click on objects and you answer questions. You mm-hmm. you have dialogue choices basically. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. But right. that's the thing is that you can watch someone play it, but their decisions might not be something that you would you would pick. Yeah. Um. And I think that's half the experience is you choosing the choices. Yeah. Like you can watch someone do it, and that's all fine and dandy. They'll get you through the game, but. You're missing half of the story. You're missing half of the interaction because you can't go back and watch it because it's not going to be a different choice unless they choose to make it different. Um, I would love to stream Life is Strange. The problem is is that I've beat it three times and I don't think I get the same reactions that people are looking for uh, um, just because I, I know everything about it. You know, so. uh, you know what another game forces you to make decisions? What's what? that? Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was <laughs> nice a segue. Very extended this gameplay is, trailer of this y- game yes. during Gamescom, right? I didn't yes, watch it. it uh, did. I've heard a little bit about this game, but Zach, I'm passing the baton, man. It's Dude, up to you. Okay, so just like Scott, I wasn't interested in it at all. 
um, at Gamescom. They basically gave media a first look at gameplay. It was like 48 <coughs> minutes of them running through a mission, uh, showing off the city, character building, that kind of stuff. Um, but it absolutely caught me. Mm-hmm. I watched the whole thing all the way through, uh, put it up on my monitor and sat there and watched it in amazing glory. Um, but it completely hooked me. This is a first-person RPG, First-person right? RPG. Okay. Um, Studio that made The Witcher. Yeah. So they know other RPGs, but this is a departure in that it's a first-person game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the world is absolutely <laughs> stunning. Uh, I didn't expect the character building, which is really cool. Um, the detail they have in the game is absolutely amazing. So you can basically walk up and talk to everybody. Um, the world is so believable. Um, the technology that is in the world, it seems believable, but it still seems futuristic. Um, and then, like I said, you have choices to make. So you can approach every different situation or the amount of directions that you can go with every quest uh, is completely different. You can okay. tackle it any other way. Is this our world 50 years in the future, basically? Yeah. It yeah. is? Okay. Yeah, it is. Where does it take place? Do you know? It's... it's a city called Night City. Okay. Because who knows what the geography is going to be like in 50 years. There's like a, there's like a state called like New California. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty futuristic. Uh, but it got me abs- like I'm going to buy it. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Is that convincing? Are there skill trees? How does like combat work? How does, there, how does the gameplay feel look in this game? Uh, it looks smooth. There's, uh, there's different skill trees. So engineering, hacking, uh, different clothes to modify your stats. So you can go with uh, more armor or uh, uh, speed or agility, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, Very much an RPG. Yeah. And you can upgrade your weapons. Uh, I, mean, I saw in one of the trailers that there's like different clients and groups that you can kind of work with or persuade or, you know, gain their favor. Okay. Uh, but yeah. When you think first person, you think shooter first and foremost, does it feel like a shooter or does it feel like something different? No, it feels like an RPG. Like right, okay. it's just a first person point of view. It doesn't feel like a shooter at all. Um, but you're pretty much involved. It seems like you're involved in the story. Okay. Straight from the beginning. So if you haven't watched, the the gameplay footage i would go watch i haven't i should i watched that original um like kind of sizzle reel that when they first debuted the game at e3 that they showed off and it felt like it's just so gross and dingy to me does does the world have that feel i know that's part of the appeal is it no No. okay okay you because okay so i i found out about the 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 gameplay by a youtuber and he was describing it well he was describing it i'm describing it and it doesn't do the gameplay justice. Okay. So the 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 person, the character, the gameplay, it starts out you're in like this giant super building. You start in your apartment, you customize your trailer, you walk through the building, you interact with the world, you see different things, they show you all the details. Um, you go to the shop and you like do like uh, some upgrades because there's kind of like a cybernetic capability. Sure. So you can like upgrade your arms and you put like uh, tech in your in your body. Okay. Um, but you go through and you finally eventually get outside to like start this quest but you step out into the world and it's this bright colorful there's like buildings lots rising, of neon we know that lots right. of neon there's yeah. uh buildings rising up to the sky there's railways and people walking all over and interacting okay yeah sounds very alive yeah and it feels absolutely massive you're like how do i you know how do i approach and navigate this giant daunting city okay uh but yeah looks fantastic a lot of these huge open world games struggle with Density. They struggle with making things feel intentionally designed with a lot of things to interact with, a lot of things to do in every area. 
And it sounds like what you're describing is very bustling, very interactive, it, it and not just this big, like seemingly interactive space, but kind of empty. You when look it comes at down to Grand Theft Auto, you kind of get that vibe. Yeah. Uh, uh, the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of get that vibe. Very gridded, very, uh, you know, planned out. But this feels very intertwined. Busy, complex. Uh, okay. It feels colossal. Like how are you gonna how are you gonna tackle that? Okay, you know, and you basically look at the city. And I I believe you can go there, but you're yeah. It seems absolutely huge. So there's a verticality to the city that I believe you can explore, and also, mm-hmm. you know, into the city and kind of span it. I say. And people have said, um, or people have said similar things about The Witcher that it's it is a big space but it's very well designed and yeah. very dense with things to do with interaction so and and they, they know what they're doing when it comes to this and stuff and it's not just they they take you through gameplay and you're just watching gameplay they kind of showcase the features and how the yeah. game how the game works uh, so they go through the mission and they they're like well if you happen to not do this one thing uh, then it would have turned out completely different and you, sure. they, and you realize why that if you played it this way things might have gone pretty bad for you i got gotcha. you I read it, I think IGN or GameSpot or something, that they were watching a demo and um, people were wondering if this was actual gameplay footage because it looked so almost scripted because of the way things were flowing and how, how smooth everything and interactive everything looked. But um, they said that they were able to give the person that was supposedly in control direction, like look this way, look that way. And they were interacting with the environment on command. So this was definitely real gameplay footage in case anyone was worried that this was kind of like a... a phoned in or faked gameplay demonstration, which yep. you sometimes see at press events. Well, even even the the person on YouTube that I was watching, he uh, he basically said that the audience at Gamescom was helping them direct like what to do. Cool, yeah. And which direction to go. Um, it definitely felt like the person playing was directed on how to play. It's very smooth. It's very like played out. And yeah, you want to give a very strong demonstration. Um, this is the first time they're really showing it off. And playable. I, I can guarantee you when I go to play, it's going to be chaotic. I have no, I'm going to have no clue what I'm doing. Of course. Um, but It's part of the fun. It looked amazing. Cool. I, I go to watch that. I, I, I should have watched it by this point already because I am interested. Do we have a release date yet for it? Uh, That's the one thing I don't know. I don't know out. when it's coming out. Well, I, I think they up. just said like a certain month. I don't know if they gave us a specific date. Is this a se- this isn't the first cyberpunk game, right? I'm pretty, ble- sure, pretty sure it is. Is it? Okay. I think it's either it's based on a graphic novel or based on some piece of literature. Got but it. it's the first video game in this universe. They've been talking uh, about it for a long time. I know that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I know people were really hyped when they saw it at E3. So I will look up the release date yeah. for Cyberpunk. <clears throat> uh, do you want to talk at all about what's coming out on January eighteenth, twenty nineteen? I will. I got one more thing. Oh, okay. Cyberpunk. Go ahead. Uh, just like you, Scott. If yeah. you're not on board, go watch the gameplay. Give it a <laughs> chance, <laughs> yeah, and you will be hooked because this world seems absolutely amazing. We're giving you guys a lot of videos to go watch today. We are. Yes. Yeah. You got some homework to do. You guys got to go wa- uh, recap on a week's worth of Dota Two, uh, <laughs> Life is Strange for twenty minutes, and then forty minutes of Cyberpunk. Good luck. Yeah. Have fun. So ask uh, for some days off. <laughs> binge uh, gamescom has given us some gifts and something i've been asking for for an extremely long time got announced and uh that is on january 18th 2019 we are getting ace combat 7 nice is that, that is that a pilot game yeah it's uh oh. kind of like a combat simulator jet fighting jet cool. fighting uh there is nothing visually impressive about it i mean obviously it's updated graphics like it's new graphics and all but it's not visually stunning but the nostalgia of playing ace combat <laughs> going back to that story in that world and flying around and just 
having fun in that world is is uh, exciting. There was an old, old. I don't think it was was it Ace Com. Yeah, I don't think it was an Ace Comic game. Um, I I think the like I don't remember the title of the game, but I think the like name of it was like Crimson Sky or something like that. Um, I think I know you're Crimson Skies wasn't that an ex- original Xbox? Yeah, game? it was like an Xbox like very that. popular dog yeah, fighting game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it, nothing to do with Ace Combat, but it was a similar style of game. I yeah, so that that was kind of the only experience I ever had with like dog fighting games. Well, I mean but, Star Fox, right? Did you play Star Fox at Star any Fox? point? At any point on yes, any console? I have. have I absolutely, I absolutely have. I mean, it's that's a, that's dog fighting. I uh, no, I know, but that's actually fox fighting but you know, you know that's uh that's actually furry fighting thank oh, you dear. sorry we won't get into that let's not uh, please not. hey zach this might interest you wait do you have something i i, I was gonna follow up on the cyberpunk oh yeah day. go for it zach i yeah. hate to burst your bubble oh, man no, no yeah this is no. rough news no i he was asked um during the demonstration uh, the guy that was giving the demonstration yeah. uh when this his name is mike pond smith when this game might be coming out Mm-hmm. He said, I have waited 30 years to get this. It was worth it. You guys can wait a few more years. No! <laughs> and the, no. the site that wow. wrote this up inferred that that means no. they wouldn't expect it any sooner than late 2020. This is a ways off, man. <laughs> why do I have to get hooked on it And why do, why do developers show off games so early? I it, mean, it's exciting, and clearly it has people excited, but this is way too soon it's to like, be um, what's building it, the hype train. What's it called? Uh... The, remember that success? It was supposed to be the successor to Shadow of the Colossus. Um, oh, yeah, The Last Guardian. The Last Guardian, yeah. yeah. They, it's it's kind of like The Last Guardian where they announced it back in like the early 2000s and they didn't release it until like 16 well, years later. That game later. was hit with a series of delays, delay yeah, yeah. after delay after delay. But they have I'm, not given us a date on this yet. But what I'm saying fairness. is that it's almost like the same thing where it's like, they're like yeah. Hopefully we're not waiting another eight Come years. Man, but, dude, yeah. if they delay it, if they cancel it, 2020. Hey, you want to know what tied you over oh. until then? Uh, GameSpot. Well, I saw this on GameSpot. Um, the story for Spider Man will be 20 hours long. Nice. Just. Oh, and that's definitely just coming the, out. Just the story. Not even like the side quests that are going to be happening or the random events that I'm assuming there will be. Of which there will be tons. So, yes. an open world game. So, so excited. So, definitely, uh, hopefully, that'll tide you over for at there least 100 plus so hours. So many good games coming out. Yes, I know. I'm really excited. Spider Man is getting really close, you guys. I good. Know. Do you remember the release date? Uh, September 7th. Yeah, that's yeah. super close. <gasps> It's like a week away. It's right yes. after PAX. I got Astro's done more time off. Hang on. <laughs> but Zach, you got to work for me. This is uh, this is unfortunate. I'm leaving for vacation on the day it comes out. Oh, okay. R.I.P. Yeah. How long are you going to be Wait, why don't you go pick it up and then just bring your PlayStation with you? I have to travel light. I'm just going Hey, if couple. it was on Switch, we wouldn't have this problem. I'll be gone Shut for up. a couple days. But <laughs> oh, yeah, you can I'll wait. be back and then I'm on vacation. Just, okay, until... then digitally download it and bring your PlayStation with you. <laughs> Easy peasy. I'm going just to don't spend bring time it. with family. How am I going to play video games? Very easily. <laughs> you plug like, it into the TV them. and be like, hey, guys, I'll talk to you in 20 hours. <laughs> That's what you do. Yep. That's what Britain does. Yep. He doesn't even know whose kids are. What kids? Yeah, exactly. uh, oh, that's horrible. I love them uh, <laughs> so much. And they play the games with me. I love so. how you thought about it. You're like, maybe I shouldn't. I know. This is being recorded. I yeah. better be careful. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, you said PAX is this weekend? PAX what is the this heck? weekend. You serious? Yeah. And we're almost, almost all of us are going. Almost all of us. Yeah, except one. Yeah. One who, who was very supportive of PAX for years and years and years and just decided recently that it me. was a garbage event for garbage people and everyone who attends <laughs> is garbage. It's messed up, man. Isn't that right? 
Wow. How oh. could you do this to us? Wow. Oh, wait. It's Speaking me. of Dan, it's hey, Dan. It's me that you're talking about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's me. I'm... Yeah, yeah, that's a song. Hey, I've I've been to PAX seven or eight times. The first time I went was 2007. Okay. It was awesome. I yeah. loved it. There was demos that year of Skyrim, oh. uh, Far Cry 2, and I th- they were awesome stage demos, and I really, really enjoyed it. No, not Skyrim. Fallout 3 was actually the demo at that first one. And our, your boy Todd gave that demo. Your it boy, was fantastic. Ah, yeah, my boy Todd. Yeah, he told yeah. me about that actually. He and, remembers seeing you play it. Oh, cool. Yeah, he <laughs> texted me the other it's day. It's gotten it's gotten a lot more crowded since then. Yeah, a lot more people there. That's true. I still enjoy it. I still like going to the panels. I still like watching a developer show you a section of their game and give you a hands-on demo of it. But it's. It, it's a lot to take in at this point. It's a, it's it's hard to do four days of huge crowds and three hour lines to play the few games that you want to play. The pill's too hard to swallow. Yeah. Wow. And you know what? At this point, I have actually been to panels with most of the luminaries in the industry that I really would like to get to see, you know, give a presentation or talk about their projects. Well, I'm gonna go hang out with my boy Todd. I so. saw um I've been to a panel with um Alexei Pajdanov, the guy that created Tetris, he was very wow. entertaining. Russian guy, it was awesome. Uh, I've seen the creator of Final Fantasy here in Osaka. You've only seen. Well, him? I mean, he, he did a panel, so I heard. I, him I think I actually present some stuff. Um, uh, Keiji Unafune, the nice. uh, the Mega Man guy, the guy that created Mega Man. Nice. Igarashi, the guy that created. I met Grant Kirkhope. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, of course we've all seen Tim Schafer there. <laughs> of course, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I take a picture with him every year. He's that's awesome. I think it's really cool because he's like always at the booth, right? Yeah, Tim Schafer is a very. Booth. It, it's funny because Tim Schafer is such a well-known guy. So many people know him, and all he has is this little booth that's stuck against the back wall, and he just hangs out there daily. Yeah. He's always struck me as never letting his fame go to his head. He's no, he's a real modest, down to earth dude. It seems like, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So because uh, he has been very successful. I've been a Monday goer, mm-hmm. and I definitely enjoy PAX because I get to see like all these big booths and all these big games that are coming out like in person. But it's almost impossible for going on a single day to get into something or get into everything you want to see. You yeah. can walk because around the show right. floor and you can watch demos yeah. over people's shoulders. You don't actually actually play the games. So, I mean, unless you really want to get your hands on something, you could probably make your way across the entire show floor. Sometimes you day. get lucky and you you hit that line that's just, for whatever reason, really short. That yeah. doesn't happen. It does. Yeah. It happens a lot more than here's you think what, it does. Here's what really kind of... Uh, drove the nail into the final couple nails into the coffin for me. The last few times I went, there were lines that would get capped within yeah. like 30 minutes, an hour of the show floor opening, you which means no one else could get in bad? line. Not that. Uh, I'm talking about to play game demos yeah, on the show sure. floor. And they'd get capped, and you'd have another line starting to get into the end of the capped line as it dwindled across the hallway. So yeah. there's now lines to get into lines, and those lines aren't even supposed to be there. Yeah. So sometimes you just kind of walk around in circles around a booth until the guy holding the this line is cap sign pulls his sign for a second, and then you run and jump into the line. <laughs> it just felt like such a struggle to play the few games I really wanted to play. So, yeah. uh, so if Spider-Man's there, I'm completely out of luck. It'll definitely be there, but it's so close would you really want to wait in line to play it so yes. you're just gonna be able to buy it in a week anyway <laughs> yeah i would okay then good for you he's gonna be on vacation Brent. okay look he's gotta wait a three a couple more days yeah i was gonna yeah. say a three more days i don't know why now since i am the weak link i'm the one that's not going i i have an assignment for you guys and okay. i hope at least one of you can deliver on this Shoot for me Shoot me with it yeah it's gonna, it's gonna have to be scott though because he's okay. the only podcaster here that fair enough we'll be able to do brooks it will be on four days brooks and uh 
Does he count? Well, Brooks, you know what's going to happen? Uh, you know what's going to happen <laughs> is yeah. Brooks is not going to do it, but he's going to come back, and then he's going to think about the things that trigger him the most. <laughs> Bro- you know what? I really think Brooks would do this for me, though, if I actually asked him. We can try. Hit, we hit, hit, me, hit me with okay. a list of things to do. So it's just one thing. Oh. So Derek Yu, the head of Moss Mouth Studios, the creator of Spelunky, the basically single-handed creator of Spelunky, oh, so this, tweeted uh, today um, a brand-new gameplay trailer of Spelunky 2 uh-huh. and he said it would be playable at PAX West. Okay. I need one of you guys to play it for me. Oh, so this is a selfish it. conquest. Very not, much so. Not something for the pod. Hey, 100% selfish. If I was to get... But I think whoever plays it will be absolutely enriched by the experience and want to talk about it on the show. I have a come question back. for you. What's up? What if I was able to get like some Spelunky gear signed by him and I gave it to you as a gift? I'd give you a thousand dollars for it. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Not, Ooh. Not oh, really. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> not really. It's uh, not getting edited here's the other, out. Here's the other thing. This is a, an indie game. It's popular, but it's not like, you know, it's not Cute. Spider-Man yeah. popular. Yeah. Be, you probably won't have to wait very long in line no. to check it out. No. Uh, the trailer looks awesome. I cannot wait to get my hands oh, on it. Oh, did you game. see the trailer? Yeah, there's a like a two-minute gameplay trailer. The first time we've seen gameplay of this game, it looks very much art style-wise like the original, but they've added so many interesting elements to the game. There's um, mounts in the game now, which just sounds like so much fun. He was riding a turkey at one point, <laughs> riding some kind of like lizard man at some point. You're so um, hyped for this they, game. They added liquid physics to the game. Before, you would be able to like bomb the bottom of a, a section that's holding water or lava, and the, it would just sort of disappear, basically. But now, it'll actually leak out like actual liquid physics, and that will affect you know how you get around. It'll affect how lava behaves. Because lava is obviously wow. very lethal. Terraria and Minecraft haven't been doing that for a long time. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm just glad to see kind of like minor changes. I don't want to see him reinvent the wheel because Spelunky is a masterful formula already. It yeah. doesn't need to be changed. But it's they're, perfect just they're the just, way it is. They're just like giving us new environments, new items, new uh, new things to interact with. And yeah. I, I, I you guys, so you guys should see the smile on Britain's face. Yeah, right he's now. cheesing. Spelunky, it is my favorite. This is full. I'm of smiling right almost now. as hard as Scotty was when he was talking about. I, I international. Yeah, I almost. Say I was like, which one? Almost. Well, both yeah. of them, really. Yeah, yeah. I was but like, I talked about two big things today. We're uh, we're very lucky to have PAX because there's yeah. PAX West, PAX East, and mm-hmm. then PAX, which is what down in Texas. There's PAX, PAX e- South is PAX, down in Texas. Yeah, so PAX East is in Boston. South is in Texas. PAX Oz, Aus, Australia. Australia. PAX Dev for developers. Now they have a uh, PAX Unplugged, Unplugged, which is for I think uh, board that's in games. Boston. Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. I want to go to PAX East really bad. Yeah. I don't really have any desire to go to South for whatever reason, but East is one of those Where ones. Where is that it I, at in Texas? Do we know? Uh, I think it's in Austin. Yeah, I think it's in Austin. Yeah. I don't think you would be uh, sad to go. It'd be, I think it'd be really There'd good. Be, you can have some here's the thing. So here's there. the thing about the other PAXs is that PAX West has always been statistically way more popular and way more crowded than East and South. Even even Oz, like you could go to any of those three and probably get in, and like that whole situation where lines will be waiting for other lines, yeah, that won't exist. I don't know, like, man. They all sell out pretty quickly. Yeah, I think with mm. East and South, you have like you know Sunday, Monday, maybe are available Tickets? for a little bit longer. Yeah, but they still the, the popular I've, days still sell out pretty quickly. I've seen. East tickets, like East. Uh, sorry, my tummy's growling. I'm sure that the mic actually I didn't picked hear that it. up. Thanks for telling uh, us. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I think that East actually. Uh, oh, dang it, I don't even know what I was saying. It's anyway. not as crowded. Yeah, it's not as crowded. Uh, but I've seen tickets actually last 
like even the popular days like Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. last for weeks. Yeah. Weeks. Like yeah. a long time. You'll have to go one year, tell me how crowded it is, and someday. then maybe the next year I'll <laughs> And then you'll and then <laughs> I remember we talked about this a long time ago where right. we said we should go together. But yeah. if you guys have ever thought about going, mm-hmm. it is definitely worth it. Tell, it's cool. Tell PAX is fun. I remember my first time going to PAX. Britain took me. Yeah, it was great. It was. You brought your camera. You were just taking a lot of pictures. I was taking a lot of photos. Awesome. I, tr- I couldn't find you. I tried really hard. I found him three times and you weren't with him a single time. <laughs> yeah, I know. We uh, we got split up. So I we got in one. lines for various things and stuff like that. And but. Got distracted. Uh, that was when kind of VR was kind of like peaking. Yeah. And like coming God. out. Well, I asked Britain. I was like, man, I really wanted to try some VR. He's like, hey, come with me. I, I know these guys are in this little little corner over here. He's like, all right, come on. So we go talk to these guys. They, they hook me up, set me up. I start doing VR. Britain leaves. <laughs> Sorry, man. Brit, Britain I, leaves. I saw something shiny. I had to completely <laughs> fine with it. But I had an amazing first time VR experience. Because all, all the big VR experiences are huge lines. Yes, yeah, yeah. If you want to play a game that you've heard of, something popular, like yeah. Resident Evil 7 was there that year, yeah. you'd have to wait in line a couple yeah. hours. But this was just some little indie game on the side. And it was pretty good. It was fun. And it gave was you it the super feel. hot? No, it wasn't. Okay. It, was it was much smaller. It and was unknown. like a little, little space game. Got uh, it. But absolutely amazing. PAX, despite it being crowded and popular, uh, is very fun to go to, even if you're just looking at the booths and the games and stuff they have. So. Yeah. I'm really happy that the whole VR thing kind of started to slow down. It has. Uh, because I, rem- I remember that it year. Was all there was. I hated it. And it I takes up a lot so of much. space at the yeah. show, yep. too. There was like, and the thing is, is that you can't set up a bunch of booths because you have to have room. Mm-hmm. So instead of having you know, 50 consoles set up where you can get lines moving pretty quick. You only have, like, three or four booths, if you're lucky, for VR setups. Yeah. Plus, you hear about, like, pink eye breaking out and stuff. That's People sharing face diseases. Stop stop talking. Hey, Zach, do you have a question for us today? I do. I thought I was about to say I don't. I was like, oh, shoot. Really quick. Can I say something before you yeah. do that? Yeah. Dan uh, was approved to be an enforcer at PAX this yeah, year. Yeah, Dan. So if you're at PAX, you may see him in line. You can give him a high five. He might yeah. be line entertainment. He doesn't know what he's going to end up doing yet. He hasn't been assigned that if yet. If Dan's but... line entertainment, I will absolutely lose it. It'll be nap time for that line. It's oh, <laughs> my gosh. He will regale people with tales of uh, his favorite Tales game. of woe. Tales of le- legend. You don't even League know what you're talking legends. about. Yeah. Zach, question me. All right. So this one, I did a little research on my own. I didn't find it anywhere. Um, with the games that are coming out and all of us excited for something that's going to be coming out. Excuse me. I was excited to ask, uh, what do you guys think is the fastest selling video game within the shortest amount of time? Fastest. So last time you asked us what the best selling game was. Yes. This is a different question. Yes. So the most units sold in the shortest amount of time Mm -hmm. and like the highest number. So the Mm -hmm. highest quantity. What do you think it is? Game and then... Is it number fastest oh. selling? I want to lean towards something like and Pokemon, this is you and, and this is units, not dollars. So okay, fastest. Mm-hmm. I I've absolutely read the headline that tells me exactly what the answer to this is, but I don't remember. Um, Grand Theft Auto Five. I'm sticking with it. I said it before. Grand Theft Auto Five sells like crazy, but it has really long legs. I don't know that it necessarily. Well, it's been going for a while, but right. We'll see. That's fair. Yeah. I'm uh, saying Grand Theft Auto Five. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Do you have a number that you want to throw in there? Eight million. Okay. I actually don't know what number I'm trying to throw out here. Like, I don't know what the time span is. Like, give from me a give me a time span that you think they sold eight million units. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is, this is good. Uh, Industry analyst Scott over here. Dang it! Hit us with it. I feel I have no idea. I'll say eight million from the time that it came out to a month later. Okay. I right, I'm gonna stick with um. Pokemon Sun and Moon. Okay. The 3DS, when that game came out, that those games came out, had an install base already of like 
I don't know, 50, 60 million compared to the consoles that GTA 5 launched on. Although that came out on the old consoles too, didn't it? 360 it did. and PS3. It did. You might be onto something. All right, I'm still going to stick with my, my uh, original idea here. And I'm going to say within like a month, they sold 10 million copies worldwide. Okay. That's actually a really good guess because that was the first, besides the remakes of Ruby and Sapphire, that mm-hmm. was the first brand new Pokemon to come out in 3D and people were hyped. And I think I remember reading that it was the fastest selling Pokemon game to date when well, it came awesome. out. Yeah. We'll find out next week, guys, <gasps> on a special episode of PAX Recap. Oh, that's right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. <laughs> that from was Britain. Fun. Hey, see you guys. Zach. Later, guys. And then this Invisible Dan. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. Thanks for showing up. We love you, man. Bye-bye. We'll see you guys next week. Also, we're not real pharmacists. Also, thank you to NWCC Radio. Also, yep. this guy's good. Also, we should right. give him a job. Find us on social media: uh, iTunes, VG Pharmacy on Twitter, on, on just uh, Google Video Game Pharmacy. And you'll yeah, find Video Game Pharmacy, and you'll find all of our social media: Facebook, yep. Twitter, YouTube. And we, uh, we try to update them. But. Yeah, we try and update them as much as we can. And then the big one is iTunes, of course. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Yep. Uh, again, from Britain, yep. not Dan and Zach. <laughs> we'll see you guys next see week. See you next week. Oh, bye. bye. The pharmacy is now closed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.